0: Hello. Brought to you by P4P Muscle Productions and Entertainment, the number one drug-free athlete
3: sponsorship foundation in the world. Now, now, I want you to grab a friend, turn the volume up a bit, lean in, and listen to the show where all the athletes want to talk. Fit Talk with Melinda Corsino. Oh, 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 oh. All right, guys, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to talk with Melinda Corsino tonight. I'm happy and excited to have my first show going live right now. Uh, just a quick announcement, uh, the show is brought to you by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship in the world. If you're a drug-free athlete or just looking for the best supplements on the planet that represent the drug-free lifestyle, check out P4P at P4PMuscle.com. All right, so on the show today, I have some awesome um, bikini pros talking with us just about all different things, diet, training, tips and tricks, the off-season. Um, bikini is a newer category, um, even though it's not there for about five or six years, but uh, there's a lot of girls that are really interested uh, in b- competing in bikini, but they're just not sure where to start or have a ton of questions. Um, so I want this to be an open, fun conversation and get some great information out there from some very knowledgeable women. Uh, so with me tonight, I have Judine, Alyssa, Ellen, and Gabby. Um, welcome, ladies. And if you want to just take the floor and say a few sentences about yourself and introduce yourself to everyone out there.
4: Hey, thanks, Melinda. Um, I'm Judine. I am a WBFF Fitness Pro. I'm also currently in grad school at NYU for nutrition, um, and I'm also a Lifestyle and Competition Prep Coach for Team Body Ambition.
2: Thank you.
4: And thanks, Melinda. This
2: is Alyssa um, Van Deest. I am an IFPA and NGA bikini pro. Um, I graduated from Iowa State University a couple years ago with a degree in dietetics, which is medical nutrition. Um, And currently, I'm doing a lot of wellness programming, lifestyle coaching, and things like that. Thank you, Alyssa. Thanks, Melinda. Oh, thanks, Melinda. This is Ellen Chaplow. I uh, earned my pro bikini status with the WMBF in 2014, and now I'm competing in uh, multiple federations, um, trying to see where my next year of competing will take me. Uh, I currently work for Team Best Fit Body with my mother. We started this uh, competition prep and lifestyle coaching team, uh, so we work together with that, and that's what I'm focused on right now. Awesome. Thank you, Ellen and Gabby.
0: Hey, girls. This is Gabby Castro-Vinci, a uh, Pro, uh, owner of Marina Marina Fitness, currently transitioning to bikini pro to amateur wrestler.
3: Awesome. All
0: right. So um, I kind
3: of wanted to start off because a lot of people right now are coming out of their off season. Fall is a big competition time, as you guys all know. So I know I just started my prep for a fall show. Um, But with the off-season comes a lot of different things, especially if it's someone's first time heading into their first off-season. Weight gain, not looking in the mirror, your body's not as lean as it used to be, struggles, reverse dieting. So um, how do you guys, and I've seen you all in the off-season, you all look fantastic year-round. How do you keep it in check during the off-season um, and what are your struggles with reverse dieting after your
4: show stops? Um, okay, well, I'll start. I think that the most important part is the reverse diet, so that like that initial phase coming right out of your show. Um, I think that's where a lot of people make the most mistakes, um, especially for new people. I know for me, um, I actually, the first time I competed, I did two shows back-to-back, and I made tons of mistakes in my reverse diet. I didn't even actually reverse diet. I didn't even know what it was. Um so after I went pro, I definitely fixed a lot of the mistakes that I had made um and took reverse dieting really seriously. Um and I think that's what allowed me to maintain more of a stable weight in my off season. So definitely not as lean as I would be for show, but um, a relatively comfortable weight with fluctuations here and there. Absolutely. Yeah, it's
2: tough. Uh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I, I completely, completely agree that, you know, reverse dieting is it's super important, but I think a lot of people, especially newbies, have this misconception that they'll get leaner reverse dieting. Um, I don't know if a lot of you ladies have seen it on social media, but I've seen a lot of newbie people posting, you know, oh, I'm, I'm reverse dieting, but you know, now I'm all of a sudden dropping all this weight and I'm leaner than my show. And I actually have a lot of people contact me saying, oh, I want to try this reverse dieting, you know, thinking they can eat more and get leaner, um, but I think it's just really important to understand that that's not the purpose of a reverse diet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think um, it's it's tough
3: because um, we look at social media. I know when I started competing, I looked at social media a lot, uh, following a lot of, uh, you know, all types of pros, whether they be natural or I F D B. Um, and I've looked at these girls, and a lot of the pictures they're posting are actually in-season. Uh, some girls don't post a lot of off-season dieting pictures, so there's that misconception out there that you look like this all year round if you're a bikini competitor, which is totally not true, um, and very unhealthy, obviously, um, to maintain that lean, you know, low body fat all year round.
0: I agree yeah, with Melinda. But- yeah, it's uh, it's very really important to understand the off-season and competition body because it's impossible, like you just said, to walk around 365 days a year looking ripped. You know, for you girls out there that think it's possible, just stop. You know, it's really important to have a very good nutrition. We understand that we have to make a lot of sacrifices during crap, but once you come off – your competition, just make sure you do it the right way, reverse diet. Don't go out and binge because I know we're all deprived of ourselves. You know, my first thing that I want to do is just eat burgers and Oreos. You know what I mean? And I can do that every day if I want to. But you know what? The consequences are that I'm going to just get overweight and unhealthy again.
2: I completely agree with that. In my off-season, I I definitely – struggle a little bit with how my body looks and changes, although it's not drastic changes. You're pretty used to seeing yourself lean and uh, competition ready, and it's easy to fall into the why don't I look like this all the time, but you have to understand that in order to make improvements or to get back to a healthy body fat percentage, that you do need to make those sacrifices. So it's definitely it's tough, and I think that everyone goes through it whether you see it on social media or you hear about it or not everyone does go through this kind of it's almost like a like a post show um period depression. of time where you're just <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> depression. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah.
2: it is a post show depression. It is, and that's and that's really important that that you're not alone in feeling like that. So if you if if you're a first time competitor and you're coming out of a season um, going into an off-season, that it's important that you you understand you're not alone and that it's normal to feel like that. You just have to really focus on the positives to make sure that you don't get kind of sucked in and drowned by by that depression. Yeah. And but then
3: actually,
2: when there is... Oh, go, go ahead. I was just going to say, and actually, you know, learning to take the off-season and take time off is, a huge thing, too, and not just jumping into a show you know two months later, just to feel lean again, I think that's one thing that a lot of beginners mess up with is that they just do too many shows back to back season after season, and they don't give themselves that time off that they really need right
4: that I is, think and def- I think that it's that's like definitely a big problem especially on the female side of competing. Um, What I noticed, like, when I first started competing is that, like, a guy would do a show, and I'd be like, oh, so when's your next show? And he's like, I don't know, maybe next year, maybe two years, Um, because they take off-season seriously, and they, I mean, they're obviously going for slightly different goals than, like, a bikini competitor or a fitness competitor would be going for, but um, they take their off-season seriously. Like, they don't do a show one month and then do the show next month or, you know. Um, so I think that, you know, like, I mean, guys have their own, like, body dysmorphia issues, but I think for us um, as women, I think, you know, there's a lot of body image issues out there, which is, I think, related to what Melinda was saying with, like, pros just posting pictures of themselves, but it's always there like, in-season photos. Like, you never see what they look like in the off-season sometimes. And I think also there are some people that actually do maintain a relatively low body fat all year round, but those people are working. Like, they have teams that make sure that they can maintain that low body fat percentage. Um, And then some people, like Bella Falcone, have come out and talked about how, yes, they did, you know, maintain this low body fat over time and it was really tough, but that they really realized that it wasn't healthy and that after going to the doctor, after however many years doing this and modeling and whatever, um, that they have, like, all of these deficiencies. So they look great. Everyone loves They get all these likes on Instagram, but, like, health-wise, they're struggling. And
1: at Did the I end can... of the day,
4: yeah, go ahead, Kim.
1: Yeah, uh, there's, uh, I'm glad you guys are touching on this because this is something that that is had me really concerned because, you know, we, we we get so much into the aesthetics that sometimes uh, we forget about the health and fitness part of it. And I'm glad you guys are saying that because men go through their thing, but women have it three times as hard because it's always self image no matter what you do, whether it be going out to the club or going to work. It, it, it still has to be a perception that uh, men just don't have to, to deal with. So I'm glad you guys are touching on that. And if you could elaborate a, a little bit more about the uh, the bro science that the women have to deal with, because I know the guys, we've got some strange stories. And I'm thinking, how in the heck did that ever be considered uh, health and fitness or, or anything having to do with bodybuilding? I'd love to hear what the women have to say.
3: I'd love to touch on that to go further off that. And it's like there's a huge misconception but also a lot of truth in the – these girls must starve themselves to get into that bikini shape. Because I know, you know, when I first started, I had some friends saying, so how much are you not eating? You know, what are you eating, 600 calories a day? And I I know that I don't prep like that. I actually tend to eat more leading up to a show, um, but that's how my metabolism works. But does anyone want to touch on either stories for themselves or friends in the industry that, have done that very, very low caloric intake leading up to a show, and if that's caused any health problems?
0: Well, I, yeah, of course, you know, I believe a lot of the bikini competitors do lower very, um, very low calorie and low fat, and what that causes us to not have a period. And that's very serious, girls. You know, if you're not getting a period uh, for a long time, that could cause infertility and other problems. So I think when people go on and on on competitions, I believe it's not only their fault, but I believe it's, it's their coach. You know, if you have someone watching out for you, if I was a coach, I would I would advise my my competitors to say, hey, take a break. You know, you have two shows in, shows in a row. Let's take a break until next fall or next summer. You know what I mean? So that's the biggest issue that I see right now, that girls are going a long time with very low-calorie uh, diet and not being fertile anymore. Anyone else on that? I mean, I know
3: um, that was an issue, that's an on-and-off issue that, that I've run into even with um, not doing a super low I mean, my coach um, is very good, very into doing it the healthy way. I have a healthy caloric intake, but sometimes my body even reacts weird to that, um, where I went through a period where I was like, I think I'm going to stop competing for a period of time because my health is more important. Um, And in the end, um, a lot of people are not lifetime bodybuilders. You know, they go on to do other things. So we have to keep in mind that there's life after competing. Uh, and health exactly. is definitely a number, number one.
1: Yes, well said.
3: Yeah,
0: and
2: I'll I'll kind of share a little bit of my um, personal story, I guess. And it's it's funny because I don't do the very low calorie. Like I'm kind of like you, Melinda, in that as I go into a show, usually my calories get bumped up and I get fed into a show because my problem is being too lean sometimes, and even through you know the off season, I take I've taken good off seasons and I get my calories up. Um, my coach helps me get my calories up, and I actually eat above what someone my size should, quote unquote should. And I, my husband and I, are still um, struggling with the issue of infertility. And so for me, even though I get my calories up really high, I still have those health issues and it's from being at a low body fat um, for periods of time and my doctor says that once I'm done competing for a while that things should go back to normal and we'll get some help that way but it is a legitimate problem and I think a lot more women in this industry struggle with it than they put forth Um, so it is an issue even if you do prep the quote-unquote right way, it it still can be a problem.
1: Yes. That's that's what I was getting at. And uh, it's, you know, like sometimes we forget about the all switch, and I, I think that's what the issue sometimes becomes where we get so driven and it's like hard, it's almost like a withdrawal almost because it's, it's it's euphoric when you when you see the change and everything happening, but for for women, you know, like I said, with the, with the with the hormonal things that happen, and you know, my goodness, it's just so many people, especially with the social media, coming in the way it has. I mean, basically, you're being judged even when you're not on stage.
4: Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. People are always waiting to see when you're gonna fall off. um, Like, how long is she going to be this fit girl? Um, That's, like, you know, like, that's an added pressure, right? Because now you have an audience. Now you have people that are watching you that think this is super cool or people that are, like, oh, who does she think she is Um, prancing around in a bikini all day. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's, like, societal pressure where there's, you know, the whole body image thing. But then there's also pressure from your actual peers who may not even be competitors, but they're just watching to see, like, oh, like, when is this going to be over? When is this person going to fall off? Mm-hmm. Um, and what a lot of people don't understand is they may look at somebody and be like, oh, she fell off, but really, no, she actually probably got her health back in check.
1: Exactly.
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah, I'm from a really small town, and I rarely go back <laughs> back home but when we go to visit my parents you know once in a while i have to pop into the grocery store and you know I've gone home you know around the holidays in my off season when I'm not super lean and ripped and I actually have had people come up to me and say oh you don't really look as good as you do in your pictures
3: oh wow (laughs)
2: like that I'm not as lean and yeah it kind of sucks but at the same time like I feel like I've gone through this enough now that I can brush it off and say, well, honestly, I'm enjoying life right now and that's really important being, though. Yeah. Yeah. So because I a mean, lot of it, people don't understand that and I think that so I'll let you finish and then I'll add on. No, I I was just just saying it's it's one of those things where I guess as a as a competitor or someone thinking about competing, you have to realize that there are going to be people who say things like this to you. But the way you handle it is what's going to make or break you and your attitude towards training. Mm-hmm. You know, no, you're you're definitely lucky that you're able to. You've you've learned that, and I think that a lot of new competitors, um, anybody who's listening to the show that is new. Uh, that can really, it really can break you. And the fact that you don't look the same and that people will say things, especially, you know, there are a lot of pressures and there may be people that are just waiting to see you fall off. And so they'll, anytime they they can kind of take a stab at you and um, say, well, you, you're not as lean or you're not as fit, um, can really
4: add it into the negative body image. Yes.
2: Yeah. Sure.
4: So I think that's really important. For sure, yeah. I think one of the things that I remember, um, so yeah, I think like you guys were both saying, it takes some time to sort of like build that tough skin and be confident and knowing that you know what you're doing, right? So you know what your off-season body should look like, how you should feel, where your health should be, where your fitness should be. Um, But I remember like the issue that I used to have is like, When I was in prep, I hated when people complimented me or when people commented on my pictures, like, oh, you look so great. Oh, my gosh, you look awesome. Because for me, competition prep was almost like a masquerade, right? Like, it's not real. Like, this is not real life. This is simply something I'm doing to compete. And then after, I look like my normal self. Um, And so, like, I used to struggle with that because I'm like, wow, like, what do people think when I'm not competing? Like, do, do I look crazy? Like, I like this is so weird because, yeah. you know, you get all these compliments. People are like, oh, well, I want to look like you. And I'm like, no, no, you don't. Like, you don't. I'm doing this for a show. Like, this is not, like, my everyday. Like, I would love to look like this every day, but, like, this is not how I'm going to look every day. Like, trust me, you you don't want to look like this. Because um, I think what, other, what the other thing people don't understand, too, is that when we go into these shows where, like, uh, dieting down or dieting, until we peak, right? Just like any athlete. Um they are getting prepared for their event. Um, they want to peak at the right time. So of course naturally if you reach a peak, the only way to go is to come down, right? Um yeah. and I think people don't like people also don't understand that. They're like, Oh no, they're gonna look this forever but like, no <laughs> that's actually not how I'm gonna look forever. So You
0: know, I actually really appreciate off season. You know, I love the way my body looks, like curvy, not all ripped. You know, I used to hate when people would come on my photos, like you said, and say, "Hey, you look like a man, this mess." But now, then, like I'm like having more of a normal diet. You know, I still work out five days a week and do my card and stuff like that. But I really enjoy the curves, you know, and I still tone. But you know, there's not like veins popping out of my arms and my abs. <laughs> So I learned to enjoy like, you know, this new body. And to be honest with you guys, I'm very happy the way I look right now. And this should reflect on all of you guys that's out there that it's coming out from a show and you guys gonna think, Oh, I'm gonna blow up and get fat this and that. Dude, it's fine. You know, it's a beautiful body, who cares? You know, if you're happy that's all that matters. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah. And the, uh, the, especially with the off-season weight gain, you know, there's a, I don't know how you guys feel, but I, I try to keep myself within 10 pounds of my stage weight. I'm also very short. I'm not a big person. I'm 5'1. I'm um, so when I put on 10 pounds, I can tell that I put on 10 pounds. And that's what I was talking with my trainer, a healthy weight for me to stay between. Um, but I know a issue for a lot of girls, especially coming off their first shows, is like the 30, 40 pounds. Off season weight gain and then yeah. jumping into another show and then having to lose that 30 or 40 pounds that they put on just off pure binge eating alone um, because they just had enough of dieting. Um, so I don't know how you Would know feel ads- about that. If
2: you're- yeah, I maintain about eight pounds uh, above stage weight when I'm about three, four, five weeks after a show. That's about where I, you know, hang out and I don't like to be any more than 10. I'm also. I'm five three, so ten pounds on me uh can make me look like a completely different person. Uh so and and maintaining that amount of weight is is easy for you to jump back into a twelve week prep, a ten week prep, or um, you know, when your next show is if you're not all the way off the deep end, thirty, forty pounds up, it makes it much easier to kind of rein it in and you don't have to go through a crazy restrictive prep um that can can potentially have health risks.
1: Yes. And that without the health and fitness side of it, I don't think we'd be going about it the right way because what, what would we be teaching society if we're basically saying, you know, it's all about the aesthetics. Right. How do you
3: guys feel about, I know there's a lot of also misconceptions out there about, uh, bikini girls and lifting, um, So I know, and part of the reason why I went from pro-bikini to to pro-figure is I just put on muscle very easily. Um, That's just how my body works, and I lift very heavy, and that's just something I enjoy doing. Um, But there's a lot of misconceptions out there that bikini girls don't lift. You know, they cardio themselves to death. They're lifting the pink weights in the gym, five-pound weights, and that's how you get ready for a show. And I know a lot of you girls don't train that way, so why don't you guys talk on, you know, some training, how you guys train and, and and go from there. Uh okay,
4: so well with my training. Um I actually when I started competing, I started in bikini. Um I started in a smaller federation, Fitness America, um, and I quickly realized that my body was just It was just, like, not – it wasn't really bikini, but it wasn't really figure. It was, like, some weird thing in between. Um, And that's when I found the WVFF and found fitness, which is somewhere in between. Like, some people cross over between bikini and fitness. Some people cross over between fitness and figure. But for people like me who are kind of like, we don't know where you fit, fitness is perfect. Um, I think part of that came from the fact that I had been an athlete pretty much all of my life. Um, and I was a collegiate athlete. I played basketball, and I ran track as a sprinter um, and jumper. So my training, um, I mean, like, I wasn't new to weights when I started uh, competing. So I never I never really, like, had the, like, small weights experience. Um, my coach is not someone that looks to over-cardio or over-diet anyone, so I also wasn't over-cardioed. Um, going into my, going into any show, really, but I remember my first show, I wasn't over-cardioed at, at all. Um, I think the most cardio I might have done was, like, 45 minutes. Um, so, yeah, but I think the lifting in terms of training, uh, that's, like, the most fun part for me with competing. Like, the diet sucks <laughs> to me. I love healthy food, <laughs> but, like, I like to just eat as well. Like, I'm just a foodie, so I like all foods, healthy and not. Um, but the training is where I really, like, thrive. And so, for me, like, I have to lift. Um, I've actually been, like, forcing myself more more recently to focus more on body weight training because I want to move my body a little bit better. I feel like I'm losing some of my athleticism by um, focusing on, like, the bodybuilding splits and lifts. Um so that, but it's a challenge because I'm so used to. I mean, like I was training a client one day and I had to show her something with weights and I did like a few reps and I was like, oh my god, this feels so good. And I was like, wait, you're not supposed to be lifting. So, um, so yeah, that's a testament to whether or not bikini girls lift. Um, I definitely lift because I'm probably going through withdrawal from not lifting. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm the same way. I have been an athlete pretty much all my life, and there's nothing I love more than going in and lifting something heavy. Um, I've never been one to do the high-rep, low-weight, little pink dumbbell thing. Um, And I honestly, I train as heavy as possible and try to maintain as much strength as possible throughout my entire prep. Um, and then with cardio, I, I'm key in that I can get lean pretty easily. So even right now, I'm two weeks out. I do a max, I think I have like 50 minutes of cardio a week total, like 50 minutes, and it's just short little hit sessions. Um, so definitely not over cardioed, and I love that <laughs> about my training before i started competing i was um i i was trying to change my body and i was doing a lot of cardio so this was even way before i i decided i even wanted to compete um and my body wasn't changing and i i realized that the only way that i could shape it was through the lifting um and the cardio is what what you use towards the end you know towards the end of um your competition prep or throughout throughout the whole thing depending on your body um but the cardio helps to really reveal all the work that you've done from lifting weight. So that's what I've found. Um, I, I add the cardio in and increase as I lead up to the show to continue to reveal, um, what lifting heavy has done.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. I,
3: um, yeah, I, I love that you guys are all, you know, heavy lifters or you're pushing yourselves as much as you can possibly at the gym. And really breaking that misconception that we're really just eating salad and stepping on a treadmill. Um, um, and some of us, like Judine said, you know, you want, you want to be competitive and athletic and other things other than just bodybuilding. Um, I know I compete in other events and so I'm trying to keep my athleticism there with certain types of lifting as well as get ready for shows. So it can be tough finding that balance. Um, but you know, you guys always look amazing when you hit the stage. So clearly what you're doing is working. Um, so kind of to add on that, and I know, uh, I've had a couple of questions before leading into the show, um, about show day. Now A lot of people that haven't competed before going into their first show, uh, especially as girls with all the hair and makeup and glamor that goes along with it, they don't know what to expect. So do you guys have any tips or tricks or funny stories, um, about show day, what to expect, things that you would bring with you, um, different Different things like that that you want to add into the listeners that are that are brand new to competing.
0: Um, I suggest everybody to do their own spray tanning, <laughs> not go to the show and do their spray tanning the day of the show because that's a mistake. They're always running behind. The spray tanning never looks good, <laughs> right, girls? So I do mine I, the night before. Yes. Yeah. Right? You do your own spray tanning. Um, be prepared for the worst because there's a lot of people competing. So I uh, usually have everything set up for me to do everything myself if I have to, make up eyelashes and hair, whatever, you know what I mean? Even if I need to touch up the day of the show, just be prepared because it's a lot going on and a lot of times it can not take care of everybody.
2: Yeah, one thing... Yeah. Um, I would recommend would be to have, like, a little makeup bag, so, like a little supply kit, have a little mini sewing kit in there in case, like, you have a connector or something kind of break on your suit because that can happen, um, have some extra lipstick or mattifying face powder, you know, things like that, um, extra lashes, extra glue, um, Little things like that that, you know, you don't really think about as you're in the chaos of getting ready that morning. But just have it already packed um, the night before, thrown in a bag, so that you have it, and that you don't forget it. This is uh, double Ellen Double
3: and- of everything.
2: I was at a yeah. show,
3: and I had my suit break midway through the show. So <laughs> I remember I wasn't that. on stage, and I had to go on for the finale the night show in a different suit but bring two if you have a spare suit bring a spare suit if you have spare heels bring spare heels because there are stuff that breaks all the time and i'm sorry i interrupted but that was a nightmare for me so just double of everything ladies
2: yeah i actually i have a whole youtube video that has uh what i pack in my show day suitcase so if you guys uh, search on YouTube uh, Ellen Chaplow or Elle Chaplow. I have a whole video that I kind of talk through what I bring um, and give you guys some like tips and tricks. So it covers a lot of what these ladies have said too, but a lot of things that I found have competed eight times in the past year. And so I've, I've learned a lot, and, you know, you learn something new every single day. But aside from, like, the physical things that you want to bring on show day, you also want to bring – a little bit of your, I mean, you want to bring your excitement. You want to bring everything that you've worked hard for the whole season and have fun. Um, And so aside from just, like, what you need to pack your suit, the glamour, the tan, everything like that, you really want to go on show day and show off your hard work. You know, the work is done. Uh, It's hard to see people who are really uptight on show day because it really is. You're done. The work is done, and it's time to really just enjoy it. And don't be afraid to talk to other girls backstage. (laughs) That's Like, if you're just standing in the corner by yourself, looking nervous and kind of standoffish, you're not going to have fun. But if you just even make small talk with the girls standing in line or, you know, anything, meet new people, make new friends. Um, I've made a ton of new friends from doing eight shows. So... The The girls backstage are not mean. They're not there to, you know, be all out to get you or anything like that. You know, most people are really nice, and if you have questions, um, I'm sure that they would help you out.
4: Yeah, I think that's what's cool about um, competing in fitness. We don't really have – I mean, this may be a huge generalization, but we don't have – necessarily a huge caddy culture i mean i'm sure it exists but i would say at least 70 percent of the time most of the people backstage with you are super humble excited to meet you just excited about fitness in general and so um they're usually not thinking about like you know how they want to beat you or whatever, they may be thinking about that they want to win, but they're not necessarily thinking directly, like, oh, I need to beat this girl. I want to beat this girl. I mean, I met Gabby backstage um, at my, I think, my third show, um, and we talked about our costumes and things like that, and from there we, like, developed a legitimate relationship. Um, So definitely – Look at you know being backstage as a way to make new friends, but also as a networking opportunity. Because um, I wouldn't even be on this radio show had I not met Gabby and then met Melinda through Gabby. Um, another thing I just want to touch on real quick in terms of show day um, and what to pack. So for me, I am a brown skinned girl. I'm black. Um, so when I went to compete, there were a lot of things people were doing that I was like, wait a minute, like do I do that? Like I'm pretty dark skinned. I don't think I need to tan. Like what do I do? Um, I get a lot of those questions from girls who look like me. So in terms of tanning, um I do know people with about my complexion that tan, um, they usually would do maybe just one coat though if they tan. I personally don't tan. I use this really grimy <laughs> bodybuilding um this it's like a it's like a toner, like it evens out your skin tone, I guess, and it gives you this like shimmering, glistening thing. Um, but you could probably also use a bronzer. That would work well. Um, In terms of my hair, I also um, am natural hair, like have natural hair, so I don't use extensions or anything. Um, I just do my hair myself, and I would suggest that if you are also a natural hair girl, only because um, you're not sure who you'll have, who the makeup and hair artists are when you arrive at the show, Um, and they may not have experience with your hair type, so if you, you know, do your own hair or have someone that does your hair, I would suggest doing that before the show and then having it ready for show day. Um, and then in terms of makeup, I have obviously used the vendors at shows, but I've had some really bad experiences sometimes. Um, so usually some federations are really good about um, who they, I mean the promoters really good about who they bring on as their makeup artists. Um, in the WCFF, I haven't had any issues um, but usually, I'll contact the makeup people in advance and ask them just directly, Do they have experience with darker skin um girls just because not everyone has, and it doesn't always look awesome on stage <laughs> um so that those are the those are the pieces of advice i would give to girls who have those questions.
3: No, that's awesome. Thank you for bringing that up. That's definitely um important as. A lot I mean, you see all types of ethnicities um at shows, and it definitely depending on the vendors that they have and their experience um with different skin and hair types, it definitely makes a difference so that was awesome to bring that up um, I think at this time um I want to thank all you guys for being on the show- i mean this has been awesome. This is my first show um I'm super happy that i that I had all you guys on um you guys did a great job, and I I will post something. I have a fitness page uh, for anyone out there that doesn't know. Um, And it's uh, facebook.com slash mcfit87. Um, I will go ahead and post links to all the girls' um, social media sites on my page uh, after the show. So if you want to look into them or look at their pictures or ask them questions, you can go ahead and contact them that way or get to know a little bit more about them. Um, And, again, I want to thank all you guys for being on it was an awesome experience and I'm going to actually switch now um, and talk to Gabby alone for a little bit she was just on uh, WWE's Tough Enough and she has also had the experience of really promoting herself um, through her social media sites so I met Gabby and Gabby you still here with me I just want to make sure Mm -hmm. I'm here Awesome. So I met Gabby um, doing my first show back in 2013, um, backstage, and we didn't really talk that much. I was kind of quiet at my first show. Um, Gabby actually ended up not placing in her first show. Um, So a lot of girls out there, they put a lot of stock into, oh my God, my first show, I want to place, I want to get my pro card, you know, things aren't going to happen if I don't move up quickly, and that's not true. And Gabby within a year, I mean... She has built herself up. She has her own Marina Marina Fitness um, clothing brand, um, and she's you know, she's getting herself out there, well known within the industry. And so, I just want to talk to you a bit, Gabby, about your experience on WWE's Tough Enough. Do you have anything to say about that? And really, just um, talking to people out there that are looking to start their new business within the fitness industry, or you know, just how to promote yourself and get yourself out there.
0: You know, first off, I want to. Thank you very much for having me on your show, and congratulations. Uh, yes, you know, we met and the very first show. It was your first show, my first show. And, yes, yeah, a lot of girls, they go out there and they think, oh, my God, I'm going to kill it, this and this and that. But unfortunately, it doesn't really work that way because there's many factors that go with that. Uh, first of all, they always look look for people that they actually know from the, from the past. They want to see people improve. Unless if you go there and really kill it. And I did two shows with you back to back and both of the shows I didn't place it. And I think you did really well on, on those two shows if I'm not mistaken. And then that was in November of 2013 and then in April of 2014 came uh, Bikini Pro with w, WBFF, um title. And since that, uh, my life has been changing a lot. There's a lot of opportunities coming through, and all I do is just embrace it and believe it. You know, that's the message that I would send to everybody. If you believe you want to do something or become something, just believe it because it's going to happen.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I know that I put, even myself, like, I got nervous. I'm a very competitive person. So when I went into my first show, I was like, oh, my God, I want to place top five. And I think everyone, after putting all that hard work in, has that feeling of, like, I just really want to place, I want a trophy to show my hard work, even though just being on stage is, is, you know, a trophy in itself. But, um, you know, for you to not place in your first two shows, but then still... You know, have that drive and determination because you love what you were doing, and to be where you are now, you know, it's amazing. What, um, as far as your business goes, you know, what drove you to start your own, you know, fitness clothing business?
0: Yeah, I just want to say something that you actually you were my motivation because I was so mad that you placed. Obviously, you had a better body, <laughs> but because I saw <laughs> we're so similar, like you know, dark hair. This same height and that kind of stuff. I was like, you know what? I'm, I think I'm going to play for this girl. And then my motivation was to work harder so I can look better than Melinda. And <laughs> I got my pro well, card thank with OCB, and I couldn't beat on OCB against <laughs> <get a> <laughs> <That's laughs> so you. That's know, so funny. Actually, that's funny, right? But yeah, as far as my business go, is it was just the, the problem that I I always had like buying tennis Floating in America. And I could never find anything that really fit me, the patterns and the fabric, this and that. And I used to go to Brazil and buy t- tons of clothing, and my friends always loved it. I would just sometimes just give it to them, whatever. And I was like, you know, everybody has a clothing line nowadays that involves fitness. Why can't I create my own? And it was kind of an overnight decision, and... I just flew to Brazil, and I found a factory, and I sat down with this person. I told her my ideas, and within five days, she delivered everything I wanted. Yeah, and I obviously, I mean, we
3: got in touch again after because I did a a photo shoot for your fitness brand, which was awesome. Um, her clothes are fantastic, and anyone that's listening, I'm going to go ahead and uh, post links to Gabby's uh, Marina Marina Fitness clothing uh, on my website after the show as well, so you guys can go check out her clothing brand. And she has some everything from leggings to um, to sports bras, and I think you have shoes coming out as well. I
0: mean, you have everything. You have bikinis. Yeah, dresses. bikinis. You know, I have everything. And, you know, I really want to thank you, all of you guys, you, Shazine, you know, because This is really happening. It's because of you guys. You know, you guys helped me a lot. Came out, did a photo shoot with us, you know, took some time off. And I really appreciate all the support and everything you guys have done for me.
3: And thank, I mean, I love being a part of it. So thank you for having me as well. I mean, we all, and that's part of the great thing about doing these shows is it's more than just doing the shows. You make connections with people, you network with people, and if you're really driven um to be a part of the fitness industry, it's a great, you know it's it's a great way to meet people and kind of branch out and, and maybe start a business or promote yourself and um that's what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't have any yeah. of the connections.
0: No, yeah, like Judine said, you know, you actually make friends on backst- backstage. You know, don't be afraid of talking to people, introducing yourself, you know. Share a snack or something, you know. And there's good people all there, you know. It's it's totally fine, you know. You are competing against each other, but you know manners come first. And I guarantee you that you are gonna have friends after that show because I can count how many friends I made. I met you, Mariana, Jodine, oh, so many girls. You know, I can't even count. There's too many girls I actually still talk to since 2013. So that's great, you know. It's a good way to socialize with people too. It's definitely a good way to, um, because sometimes when we're at home or when we're at work,
3: we're not always around people that are like-minded, like us in the fitness industry. And that's not a bad thing, but it's very cool to be in an atmosphere where you're with people that think um, and are into the same things you are. Um, But... To go off of off of competing, I mean, you've branched out to be a business owner, and you were recently on a reality TV show, WWE Tough Enough, which I grew up watching. Yeah. Totally that, so funny. <laughs> um, how is your experience on the show? And if you want to just talk about, you know, just being on a reality show in general, anything for people trying to get on a reality show because I know that that's something that I've wanted to do. So.
0: Well, you know, I I've always been a fan of WWE wrestling you know all kinds of things i was benefiting i told divas i was watching and i always had in the back of my mind about wrestling because as you know we're all very athletic we can do a lot of things that we don't even know we could you know when i see you competing and doing all those crazy things in the mud and stuff i don't even know the name of it i think it's crazy but we're very (laughs) athletic We we can do a lot of things right yeah so when um Tough Enough came around, I think it was around January, um, I did a lot of research, I watched previous um, seasons and stuff like that, and I was like, you know, I'm pretty sure I can do that because I'm athletic, I can put up with things, uh, I have a very strong personality and that might may shine, may not, people might not like it. A lot of people don't like very strong personality people because they think they're demanding that kind of stuff anyhow, I decided to apply with my husband's consent. Obviously, we did this together, and I got selected for the final 40, which is they flew us to Orlando and had two or three days of tryouts. I don't even remember because they're long and brutal, so I lost, like, sense of time on those days. So it was everything involving cardio and plus, cardio and a hundred times of cardio. It was crazy. And I didn't make it, the final 13. So I was on my way to the airport when they called me and asked me to go back to the performance center in Orlando to have a second interview with uh, some of the talent managers and the CEO, um, which we know as Triple H. His name is Paul. He said to me that what people think is aggressive, he saw as a passion, and he decided to bring me back because one of the contestants had had a heart problem or something like that on the test results. And once again, I always thought that one day I could, I could shine, you know, and be in TV and that kind of stuff. I was like, well, here's what happened. Everything you wanted, it happens. It does you know, could be good or bad. And I do believe in law of attraction. So that's what happened. I got, they brought me back. uh, And I, you know, I started going to, we started filming Toughen Off. And, you know, it was not easy. It was really tough, as the names say, you know, Toughen Off. We have to swim with alligators and snakes, do like, things on like 104 degrees weather here in Florida. It's extremely humid. It feels like 200 degrees. And other things like living in in a the, in the house with 12 other people that you don't know, people that have no manners or people that, you know, it's, it was awful, to be honest with you. But it was the best thing that happened in my life so far because I had the opportunity of being in raw being on TV, meeting people that I actually like, meeting like the divas, you know what I mean? So that means a lot to me, and I'm very happy. I'm very grateful for the opportunity. I thank WWE, you know, every single day for the opportunity. And since then, I've been living in Orlando, Florida, to get some extra training to get back on WWE when time arrives.
3: Fantastic. So that uh, you'd say that would be, you know, where are we going to see Gabby in six months? You know, what what are your goals for the next six months to a year? What would you ultimately like to happen for your life in the fitness type of industry? Well, I'm
0: very determined to get back on WWE in on the near future. I've been training a lot, 28 to 36 hours a week, plus lifting weights, doing cardio. You know, it's very hard and like I said, determination drives me, and I know it's just going to be a matter of time have to de- to get my doctor in the row and get perfect because it's not only being athletic, you have to have charisma you have to do it you have to have the it factor it it's a lot of things involved in this business you know it's so much easier to actually diet for sixteen weeks and step on stage rather than just you know being judged by a lot of people that. You know it's very picky, and you have to like talk about yourself in front of a lot of people, and you have to convince them that you're good enough. So those are things that I have to work on, and because I'm still a little shy, you know what I mean. But I will get there. It's a matter of time, and I believe within a year I will be there.
3: Absolutely.
0: And what um, you know, in addition to that, and I-
3: I know social media has been a huge platform for me as far as being able to promote myself. Um, And uh, you on a whole nother level, there's a lot of girls out there, you know, they'll start competing or or start doing athletic type of events in different type of arenas and they'll start an Instagram page. They'll start up, you know, a Facebook page. And and you really, I, I mean, your Instagram page is insane. I follow it. I love all your posts. You know, what do you suggest to girls as far as, social media outreach to try to promote yourself? Do you have any tips for girls out there that are just starting into this sort of stuff?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I tell all of my friends that ask me the same question, especially in the business that we are at right now. Like today, there's no other way but social media, right? There's no such a thing as an ad in a, in a magazine and a paper anymore. Everything is social media. So put yourself out there. Make sure you hashtag fitness, Whatever the hot, hot hashtags are right now, but expose yourself. Give the opportunity of people finding you. You know, that's what happens to me. I am, I don't know how, but people find me. I get sponsors. I get all kinds of stuff coming through social media. I promote my brand, Marina Morena Fitness, through social media. So just make sure that you put yourself out there because eventually they are going to find you, and that's pretty much what happened to me. Yeah, it's definitely true that, the,
3: you know, the difference between, you know, someone that is found and not found is, is how much are you putting yourself out there? You know, No one is going to know who you are. You could be the, the best athlete in the world um, and people know you, but until you put yourself out there publicly, um, you're not going to end up getting those sponsorships or that recognition. Um, and some exactly. people don't want that. And some people don't want it, and that's totally fine. But for those people that are interested in, in seeing where it can take you because, you never know opportunities that come along for you. Uh, who is going to be watching? Who is going to see that post? Who is going to watch you working out? You never know what's going to happen. So you want to take all those opportunities that come your way for sure um, and really just promote no, yourself and put yourself out there.
0: Yeah. I know a lot of people like to have their privacies and stuff like that. Unfortunately, today you live like under a microscope. But you know what? Forget it. Just pretend you're like you're your a your star. Throw things, like, very wise on social media. Do nice captions with good photos that's going to make people see you. You know what I mean? And say, oh, you know, I'm going to follow this girl because she has a nice page. And eventually, all of these things is going to make you actually make money off of social media. And that's the beauty of it. You know, you're getting fame, instant famous, <laughs> for example, right. you also... You also have an income from your page.
3: No, it's definitely, you never know what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, and with social media the way it is nowadays. um, There's so many opportunities out there to make additional income, even if it's just in sponsorships by people seeing you and seeing that you have followers and just liking what you put out there. And I just remind people to please keep it classy um, because, you know, fitness can can be on the verge of being inappropriate at times, but there's nothing like a classy fitness girl post that are keeping it real. And, and I know you do, Gabby, and your photos are always stunning and amazing. Um, oh, thank you. So, yeah. I mean, it was awesome having you on, and thank you for opening up about your experiences with everything. Um, thank you. I think you. that's a wrap for the show tonight. Please check out um, my fitness page. Again, it's uh, facebook.com slash 87 and I'm going to go ahead and post a link to the show uh, on it, all the girls' social media pages if you want to check them out further, and uh, Gabby's Marina Marina Fitness page if you're interested in ordering anything from her. Um she's awesome clothing, and I can certainly uh, point you in the right direction because I've tried on a lot of her stuff. Um, so thank you, Gabby, so much. It was awesome talking to you.
0: Thank you. Have a good night.
3: You're welcome. You too, and thank the other girls for being on the show and making this first show an awesome one. And I'll be back on in a couple weeks uh, with my next show, so stay tuned to my page uh, to learn more about what's coming up in the future. Thanks, guys. Have a good night.
1: Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?"
0: Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah ha! In my dentist's office